0: Enjoy.
1: My guest in this hour is somebody I've actually sparred with on national television, on uh, Fox Business Channel and on Fox News Channel. Um, also uh, went uh, the shows that Neil Cavuto has hosted, uh, Your World with Neil Cavuto and others, and it's a pleasure to have him uh, on my show today. We don't agree politically, but on one thing I think we can agree, and that's Donald Trump, and we'll talk about it. Tobin Smith is founder of Transformity Research. They're an equities and macroeconomic research firm. Formerly, uh, Tobin spent 15 years as a veteran of Fox News, Fox News uh, and Fox Business Network. He was a weekly panelist on Bulls and Bears. That's the show I debated him on and also host of America's Nightly Scoreboard. It was a good show. Uh, Tobin, thank you for being with us. Happy hump day and good to have you, buddy.
2: Well, Les, you know, listen, I've been just knocking on your door, so I'm just so glad you let me in.
1: Oh, absolutely, Tobin. I've always liked you. You and I would have a good lapse in, you know debating and, and fun, and you certainly knew more than the economy. and very tolerant of my lack of knowledge of the economy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's one thing I do know, and that's politics, that's political candidates, uh, and uh, certainly political campaigns. And as you know, everyone knows that there's been a huge uh, shakeup at the Trump campaign. This is not the first shakeup. And we were just talking off the air, Tobin, about how with my producers and I, we can't remember in our lifetime so many changes in any campaign, never mind a presidential campaign. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, but you know know better than anybody. You've got to throw the rule book, whatever – model of behavior and model of a campaign that you ever thought was you learned in you know 20 years ago in college that's gone obviously. The, you know the most important words Trump said I think this week was you know I got to be me right? Trump's got to be Trump blah blah blah. And this move they have made uh, to bring Steve Steve Bannon, uh, Stephen K Banning, as he's known on the radio, Steve and I, I've known Steve for... Wait, 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 wait. you're jumping ahead,
1: you're jumping ahead. We'll get to your relationship with Steve, and and we will. But my thing is, when I look, let's even take this election. Prior to the nomination being uh, sealed and the deal being sealed for Donald Trump, you had somebody like Dr. Ben Carson, who really was high up, much higher than I thought he would get, and all of a sudden he just took a nosedive. And when his poll numbers went down, when his rank among the 17 went down... And others were falling off, and he was getting Uh into very low single-digit numbers. He did the same thing. He had a campaign shakeup. Is it fair to say, even though nothing is typical with Trump or this campaign, his campaign specifically, but is it fair to say that he has the shakeup because regardless of what's coming out of his mouth, he sees the numbers, and state by state they're going down, and red states are turning purple. And purple are turning blue, and some red states may skip all the way over to blue. Utah's one example I'm thinking of. And, and in other words, is Trump desperate? Does he know he's in trouble? Is this somewhat of an admission of that by having yet another shakeup?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and I think for people I know that were at the uh, the sort of come to Jesus meeting over the weekend, and uh, with the uh, Bob Murch and his wife out in the Hamptons, I believe that the conversation was, "Dear Donald, we are sitting here with checkbooks in hand, and." Um, We will not write any checks, including Bob Mercer, who, by the way, is probably, you know, the top 20 richest person in the United States. He's founder of Renaissance Hedge Fund is worth about $20 billion. And they looked him in the eye and said, this crap has got to end. You know, this idea of taking away whatever advantage you have in the news cycle by just, you know, making yourself uh, imposed, uh, uh, you know, mortar fire into your own self is not going to cut it. Now, we will write big checks, but here you got you got to do this, big boy. And number one is, <laughs> you, you know, I don't care whether you've got to be yourself or whatever yourself, uh, if, if in the next three weeks, because remember, you, you know, I mean, voting starts in September in the United States with mail et cetera. If in the next two weeks we don't see this change, this, this, and this change, we're not writing a check, number one. And then number two, if you don't bring in, you know, the the, the real firepower, um, we're not going to give you checks. And that's what I'm told happened there, and I think the, the behavior that followed
1: Um, corroborate that let's talk because i'm a liberal progressive democrat a feminist i'm blue okay the list goes on and (laughs) i have been for most of my life and not in a bad way um but tobin (laughs) that is not you in your background so that folks understand um that i have a fair and balanced program but i also think it's interesting yeah would you is conservative a fair title to apply to you
2: well, I've always been what I've always called. I think when we talked, you know, when we debated on shows, I'm a capitalist and I'm also very pragmatic. I found as a person who's built three companies, who, you know, has been a capitalist, been an entrepreneur for almost my entire life, that the Republican Party conservatism, physical conservatism uh, worked, works, and it worked for me. And it was in my best interest.
1: Now, is it fair to say them. that is it fair to say then that Donald Trump hijacked the party that you found most in common with and had voted for, based on what you just said, uh, being a capitalist?
2: Yes, Your Honor, uh, I, <laughs> I do, and, and <laughs> as a matter of fact, I mean, I left the Republican Party uh, in uh, October. Uh, I was going to say I,
1: yesterday. No, I'm just joking. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, no, no. I and and it simply was because a I knew this was happening. B I've known Donald Trump for again for probably 20 years, and and knew exactly, you know, what he was doing. Um, remember when his uh, original uh, communication manager left and uh, she came out and did this little tape about how, hey, it was just supposed to be a protest thing, okay? We were just going to get some headlines. And then all of a sudden he saw how, you know, easy it was to rile up a base that had never been talked to in, you know, 25 or 50 years. And then all of a sudden he thought he could be president. And when I, I talked to her and, you know, if you, if you don't know the, the story, it's it's long, but it's pretty simple. Uh, I knew that he had, you know, swallowed the Kool-Aid. And um, and he doesn't represent anything that I represent as a capitalist and as a pragmatic person as a guy who's been a macro uh, you know economic leader for I'd say 25 years. Um, everything that he has suggested that we do.
1: Hang on, we're going to we got a break Tobin, we got to break it's when problem. we come back we'll find out that every what well, everything suggested by Donald Trump uh, that he does what Tobin says about it. Tobin Smith's our guest back after this. We are back. Tobin Smith, founder of Transformity Research, Equities, and macroeconomic research film, is our guest. For 15 years, he was a veteran of Fox News, Fox Business Network, a weekly panelist on Bulls and Bears, and host of America's Nightly Scoreboard. Tobin, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Now, you were saying before the break you were talking about uh, Donald Trump. We had a cliffhanger. Please continue.
2: (laughs) Cliffhanger. Well, the first point was was that every economic piece that you can discern from what he talked about in his plan – hurts the exact base that is supporting him, the populist base. If if, if anything from, you know, most people understand that if you were to charge a 40 percent tariff or tax on, let's say, you know, Pokemon chips that come in from China, that 40 percent wouldn't be absorbed by the manufacturer in the United States or the importer. They would just pass that cost on. But when you look at Walmart, which brings in $450 billion worth of goods from China, um, they couldn't absorb that cost. They would have to pass it on. Well, who's the Walmart shopper? It's his uh, base. And you could go through a variety of things. It was very interesting that his economic plan allowed for the uh, 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 complete reversal is zeroing out of the estate tax, which basically you don't pay unless you have an a state of over $11 million. Well, who the heck does that benefit? I mean, Trump's 70 years old. The way he's going, I'd be lucky if he makes it to 75. Um, you know, it, every piece of his plan – if you had been on the moon for a year and came home, would say, wow, this guy's, this guy's the guy who's going to be to the save the, the, the working class of America? It seems like everything he's doing is saving the
1: 1%. Let's uh, take some calls because we have a lot of people uh, with questions. And so you, just so you're, we're clear, for you, it's Trump's economic plan that gets you to say poo-poo, or does the rhetoric weigh into that as well? Because he's not really talking like most Republicans I know, to be frank.
2: Yeah, I, no, my, my basic case is, I know for a fact, after knowing Donald Trump for 20 years, he is uh, clinically, psychotically uh, mentally ill. I mean, he... he uh, I, I would it's, agree it's, with
1: that. I think, yeah, I my, mean, my husband's a physician, and my husband said certifiable. Yeah, and, and
2: every every psychiatrist, every expert I know, in this particular field of narcissistic personality disorder, it's amazing, there's 10 red flags to narcissistic personality disorder And he epitomizes everyone. He checks every box. And he's just obviously not right to be the president of the United States, leader of the free world, and someone who, with a tweet, can start World War III. I mean, if you don't see that, the person who doesn't see that is the person who is literally deaf, dumb, and blind because they've listened to conservative hate radio for 25 years, and uh, they don't hear it. But any rational person understands it.
1: I agree. Let's take some calls. 8886 leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Keep in mind, you can always call this show. When we have guests on, as I do right now, they're yours to ask questions over share comments with as well. Let's head to Albuquerque, New Mexico with Harry, who's on line one, listening on KABQ Radio. Hey, Harry, good afternoon. Question or comment for Tobin Smith?
3: Um, well, it's kind of a, 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 a comment that, that poses a question. I, I hear all these, you know, People like talking heads talking about you know how they're so shocked that Trump has gotten in as the nominee and they don't understand it. But I really see Trump being in as the nominee as a direct reaction to how much they had to dumb down the Republican base to set the Republican base up to accept Bush. If they hadn't had to push their you know their base down to such a low level of you know quality. I don't think that I don't think that that this would ever have happened, but they've essentially, you know, infantilized their own base. Uh,
1: I just and I, I wonder what you think about that. Well, it's
2: a great point.
1: Okay, go go if, ahead, Tobin.
2: Yeah, it's a great point, Jonathan um, Rothwell. This week from Gallup put out amazing statistics showing that the the number one thing that correlates to a Trump voter is someone who lives in a zip code that's ninety percent or more white non-hispanic and B, someone who lives within uh, 10 to 15 miles of where they were born and or where their parents are I mean clearly the the base the GOP base is that person and they've been had you know a lot of things forced down their throats over the last you know decades or so certainly starting with Bush and in fact also most of our warriors come from those same areas by the way so yeah I totally agree that the, the the guys I know in Washington D.C. and New York, where I've lived for 25 years, talk a great game about trickle down economics, and they talk about um, how you know removing regulations, so and so forth, is going to help the little guy. But after a while, the little guy looked up and said, "Jeepers, it didn't help me at all. My you know wages are the same in the 20 years. My income has not gone up. Uh, we've lost jobs to illegal immigrants. We've lost jobs to legal immigrants." And we don't buy it anymore. And so the definition of insanity would be to do the same thing and expect a different result. And I, and I agree with you. No one has ever spoken in a fifth grade language like Donald Trump. No one has ever extemporaneously spoken the code words that the other Republicans used to say. Remember, it used to be a code word. Or it was a code phrase that talked about racism, talked about, uh, you know, various uh, unearthly types of things. Donald Trump actually says those things. He removes the code. And by doing that, tens of millions of people pop their head up and said, oh, my gosh, it's not that, you know, he says it like it is, it's that he tells it, says it the way I would say it, that, that no one ever did that. And it completely blew their minds.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's take another call, and thank you um, for that, Harry. Look forward to hearing from you again. Let's go to Georgia, Decatur, Georgia, with Reggie online, too. Uh, Reggie, question or comment regarding our guest in this discussion about Donald Trump and specifically the shakeup in his campaign staff yet again?
4: Well, first of all, happy to both you and your guest, Tobin smith Leslie. Yeah, I would just really like to know that. Does this guy, Steve Bannon, have any political experience? That, well, that well, that well,
1: that's whatsoever? And, and this leads in well to my next question. Tobin, you were starting to stay, say that you have a relationship with or you've known Steve Bannon for a long time. So first, could you answer that for Reggie? Does Steve Bannon have any political experience, background?
2: Yeah, answer uh, Reggie is no, and that makes what makes him perfect for Trump because the experience he does have, go to Breitbart.com. Uh, that was started, obviously, by Andrew Breitbart, who was, basically part of the drudge situation years ago. Um, Andrew died uh, in 2012, and Steve and his investor he brought in, Robert Mercer, are the guys who saved it and have taken it to the point where they have 30 million unique users per month. Let that number sink in, 30 million unique users. If you have 30 million unique users and your content has basically been a you know a Trump like Pravda type of uh, uh, you know uh, booster, you have tremendous clout, and in politics, and Leslie will be the first one to tell you, at the end of the day, it's how big is your mi- uh, microphone or megaphone, and how many people can you can you reach? And clearly, he's reached the base. I think the issue is is that when he becomes the scorched earth guy that I know Steve is, I've done two movies with him. I was the first guy on his radio show years ago. When the scorched earth starts and the dark arts come out, will the people that, that, that Trump has to get to win Electoral College? I mean, I think people sort of forget we have this thing called the Electoral College United States. To get the 270 electoral vote, he has to break out of the white, non Hispanic, um, both mostly male and female uh, working class vote because they just, there's not enough votes. So for him to go into, for instance, the Hispanic world, to go into the African-American world, to go to women, to go to millennials. Millennials, 85% say he would not vote for them. You know, millennials are the largest voting group in the United States. For him to break out of this. I mean, all he has
1: is all he has is white guys, right? Working class yeah, white and, guys, and, pretty and much.
2: And particularly working white class in about 270 zip codes, to be very, very accurate, All right, So all right. he can't. He has to have a message to break out of it. And I will tell you this morning about Steve is Steve is – Fabulous. You know, remember the Clinton cash book uh, lesson that's out and the yeah. movie that's out? Well, that was financed through their group. Um, they have a group called the uh, Government Accountability Institute, which is basically funded by Bob Mercer. And they've spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars trying to put uh, Clinton and, and the Clinton Foundation and the donations, you know, into the people's uh, people's head.
1: Yeah, but, but Tobin, let me ask you this. When you look at that movie, are you talking about the one by Dinesh D'Souza?
2: No, this is the more recent one, Clinton ca- Cash. Okay. Uh, But but you know, the people
1: that buy tickets to that already aren't voting for her, and they're already voting for Trump. So, does the hiring of Steve Bannon help Trump with women, Hispanics, LGBTQ, African Americans, pretty much any minority, Muslims, uh, in addition to that, those that are socially liberal? and um, all those millennials that are flocking an exodus away from him.
2: Yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way, let's say, that would happen. The first thing they have to be doing is they have to be saying, how do we get the one out of five Republicans who are not you know, going to support Trump? Very I mean, general, that would be the right. first place logically you would It's start, just right? one out
1: of five? I thought it was more than that.
2: Well, you know, the last one I saw was that one out of five uh, Republicans ask, uh, you know, want Trump to jump out of the race. Then if you take uh, women of college education who happen to be Republican, uh, he has about a 15% approval rate. So it's very difficult. The first block you have to get are to get Republicans who are not going to vote for him to do it. And Steve and his stuff is going to be scorched earth. You're going to see the ugliest things you've ever seen about Bill Clinton. You're going to see the ugliest things you've seen about, uh, you know, Hillary and, you know, every conspiracy theory that's ever been out there. All that stuff's going to go up. The question is, you've got to have some new dirt, because all that stuff people have listened to. And independents are independent because they don't care about that stuff. Independents are independent because they don't believe the Republicans, nor do they believe the Democrats. And they they look and they say, give me your best shot. If your best shot is, uh, I'm going to build a wonderful wall, believe me. Uh, I'm going to be the biggest jobs creator, believe me. Uh, Everybody's going to have health care, believe me. If that is your economic message... A normal level-headed, level-headed person who's not on the Kool-Aid in the in the personality of cult, that which, which Trump is, are not going to vote for him. And still today, you know, I ran a very large polling, very large uh, company to use statistics and, and first-hand, uh, you know, uh, uh, networking to figure out what's going on. Right now we have 370 electoral votes for Hillary and, you know, 152 for Trump. It, it right now sets up to be the largest landslide Ever, and that's Tobin. Why you're making me
1: tingle when you talk like that. I just want you to know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're making, oh, me, making tingle, me tingle. You're now. making me tingle when you talk like that.
2: The quiver down the leg. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you that um, the, uh, the remember the electoral college don't lie, right? And the electoral college, you know, yeah. is based on density of population yeah. and where the density of population is on the east coast, the west coast, and some part of the Midwest, and those people um, are actually like globalism. Those people sort of like uh, people who talk civilly to each other. Um, Imagine that. Actually respect common decency. And when you strip that away and you got a guy who's commonly indecent, who is rhetorically, uh, you know, uh, whatever word the you want to put in there, uh, they say, geez, how on earth, no matter how mad I am at Hillary and much, how much I think that she's a liar and everything else, 25% of the chance of trumping a president, he would do something is inconceivable. And, and I just don't want to take that risk. Um, okay. Um, okay.
1: And, yeah. I, and I agree. I agree with that. And I, like you yep. said, there are at least one in five Republicans that agree with that. And we don't know about those who don't want to um, associate with either party calling themselves independents or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the problems that we have heard, or at least that existed, and I think will still exist, um, when the, uh, like you said, there was a conversation with campaign donors I would imagine there are also phone calls from Republicans that are up for re-election or even McConnell who's going, look, I'm going to lose my job. We're going to lose majority in the Senate. We're going to lose you know, seats in the House. Um, this staff shakeup follows not just a sit down with campaign donors, but also in recent weeks, um, there's been a lot of tension mounting in the campaign. We've had um, allegations and it would look like enough evidence that directly ties Manafort in a relationship uh, with uh, Russia sure. and, and you know, a, a pathway to Putin, if you will. And um, also, very negative headlines day in and day out, polls that are alarming. Uh, He continues to trail Hillary uh, worse and worse in every key battleground state, lags in the latest national polls. But Donald Jr., Eric, and Ivanka Trump, his three children, or three of the five children, um, three children with his first wife, um, they've been influential advisors in the campaign. They've been key mediators between Trump, Manafort, and uh, Manafort's predecessor, um, they have tried to get their father to um, soften his rhetoric, to run a more conventional conventional campaign. He hasn't listened before, regardless of the change of the guard. Is he going to listen now? Because if he's not on teleprompter, A, he was on teleprompter, what, yesterday or the, d- the day before, Monday. He didn't get a bump from that even. And um, maybe the damage is done. But b I this guy is going to speak, we know, this week off teleprompter. Um, or in the next week and uh, the debate won't be on a teleprompter and I, I, I don't think anybody can keep him uh, in line, I don't yeah. think anybody can soften him and I don't, I don't think anybody can get him to run a conventional campaign, he's not a conventional guy and he, I don't think he wants that
2: Right, well number one, Eric, Eric Trump Jr. was the one who brought Manafort in it and you know that's pretty well known in, in New York um, and Manafort's sole job was to convince Donald Trump that he could not be elected unless he you know, had a tone-chip quote-unquote and basically, this move yesterday is a giant screw you to Manafort. It's a ginormous screw you to the GOP leadership. And whatever relationship the GOP leadership had with him beforehand is now completely dissolved. The The only strategy here is that for, for senators as well as congressmen who are running for election this year who have those zip codes, those 90 percent white, uh, non-Hispanic, zip codes in their congressional district or in their state that have to have those votes in order to win because they're in tight uh, races, particularly the ones, you know, where where they were Democratic states, for instance, like Pennsylvania. Um, uh, the giant bet here is that those guys will stay with Trump because they're, they're looking out for their political butts. And um, they raise raised enough money uh, through the GOP because they use their mailing list, and that's how they raised the $65 bucks, of which $30 million went to the GOP. With the guys who are at the Hampton meeting this weekend, I guarantee you they said, look at that bumpkus money. If you'll just pull your head out of your tuckus and uh, and bring it all. Because this is all in, Leslie. This is like in a poker game. This is I'm all in. They're all in on me being Trump. They're all up with Steve Bannon and the crew creating this scorched earth uh, you know campaign, and that's how it's gonna be. So the GOP, in my opinion, I think a lot of other people follow this pretty closely from the GOP side. This is a giant screw you. They're, they're over it. You're going to see mysteriously uh, something at the beginning of after Labor Day that's going to say, uh, the GOP has decided to you know, uh, try to rescue or salvage our down-ballot people, particularly our Senate majority, which Mr. Trump doesn't care for, and they'll say it much nicer than that. Uh, and uh, Mr. Trump has got the financial means now with some of these mysterious donors and super PACs that mysteriously come up in the next two, three weeks that, you know, he's on his own. God bless. Mazel tov to you.
1: (laughs) Tobin, thank you. Mazel tov to you, my friend. Glad to have you back uh, with us and um, glad to have you here on this hump day. Tobin Smith, founder of Transformity Research and Equities, a macroeconomic research firm, and he spent 15 years as a veteran of Fox News, Fox Business Network, as a weekly panelist on Bulls and Bears. He was host of America's nightly scoreboard. Donald Trump has overhauled his campaign team, yet again. Paul Manafort, well, he gets demoted. People will say that he's keeping his job and his duties, but all of a sudden he's back in D.C. And who is taking his position? Who will become the campaign CEO? Stephen Bannon of Breitbart. Now, why is this happening? A number of reasons. Donald Trump has lost ground in the polls to Hillary Clinton. His campaign continues to falter. And he is once more... Shaking up his campaign team, his political operation. He declares, I want to win. That's what he said in an interview with the Wall Street Journal that was published early this morning. And in that, he announced he's bringing on veteran Republican pollster Kellyanne Conway as campaign manager. And actually, she was already in his team. She's just been promoted. And Stephen Bannon, the executive chairman of Breitbart, he'll be the chief executive officer of the Trump team, CEO of the entire Trump team. Now, Paul Manafort's been running the Trump campaign, and he has been since the ouster of Corey Lewandowski. So, yes, folks, we're counting. Lewandowski was the first campaign manager, Paul Manafort the second, and now third is Mr. Stephen Bannon. But here's another issue. The three children, Eric, Donald Jr., and Ivanka, three of the five, the three with the first wife, have been advising their dad, telling him to tone it down, to be more presidential, if you will, to steer the campaign to a more, well, you know, traditional style of campaigning. But Donald Trump hasn't listened. So will Stephen Bannon be the last campaign manager for the Trump train? Will this make any difference? We'll take your calls in a bit. I have a lot of questions for you, but let me tell you more. Paul Manafort's been running the campaign since the ouster of Corey Lewandowski. So that was one Lewandowski, two Manafort, and now three Bannon, okay? He will continue his role as campaign chairman, they say, but not really. I mean, reshuffling is signaling clearly that his authority is going to be significantly curtailed. By the way, maybe he's just been altogether sidelined. They're not saying this. Earlier this week, the New York Times reported that a, quote, secret ledger listed 12.7 million in cash payments to Manafort from Ukraine's pro-Russian ruling party. Is that quid pro quo? Now, he advised them up until recently. He denied receiving the payments, but there's $12.7 million in cash payments in a ledger. He has a very controversial background. He was a lobbyist who specialized in representing some of the world's most notorious strongmen and dictators. It's dogged him ever since he signed on with Trump. And even though they say that he will still be a campaign chairman, he's not going to be in New York. He's going to be in D.C. Then, today... There were two other damaging stories about Manafort that broke. You may have missed that in the reshuffling. First, it's being reported that Manafort helped a pro-Russian governing party in Ukraine secretly route at least $2.2 million in payments to two prominent Washington lobbying firms just a few years ago in 2012. And that he did so in a way that effectively obscured the foreign political party's efforts to influence U.S. policy. Now, the revelation was provided to the Associated Press. It was provided by people who had direct knowledge about this effort. And this comes at a time when Trump has faced a lot of criticism for his friendliness and his overtures to Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. But it also casts new light on not just Trump, but the business practices of the guy that was supposed to be in charge of the Trump train, Manafort himself. Under federal law, U.S. lobbyists must declare publicly if they represent foreign leaders or the political parties, they must provide detailed reports about their actions, and all of this must be given to the Justice Department. Violating it? It's a felony. What? Punishment can result in up to five years in prison and, not or, and a fine of a quarter of a million dollars. But that's not all. A new report by the Times of London, yet again today, suggests that Manafort may have played a role in Russia's annexation of Crimea. What? There was a memo that was written by a Ukrainian prosecutor just last year, and in it, Manafort is accused of helping uh, Viktor Yanukovych, the pro-Russian party of regions, organize protest against NATO and Kiev. And that led to the cancellation of the NATO exercises. Yanukovych, whose organization is now designated, as by the way, as criminal, has been largely credited with paving the way for the annexation of Crimea by Russia. But it may have been Manafort's inability to reign in Trump, as much as his past clientele, that led to his de facto demotion. Now. Instead of Manafort's attempts to make Trump a more traditional candidate, and his kids have tried too, Bannon's going to take over as Trump's top advisor, and he's going to give Trump free reign to run as the outsider candidate who won the Republican primaries. In other words, folks, the gift will keep on giving and give even more, in my opinion. Conway, whose roster of clients has included Newt Gingrich and Trump's running mate, Mike Pence, has been advising the Trump campaign, at least since July. Prior to signing on with Trump, she backed Cruz. And she served as a strategist for Keep the Promise I, a pro-Cruz super PAC bankrolled by hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer that ran attack ads actually against Trump during the primary campaign, including the one that blasted the real estate mogul for supposedly supporting Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, the government-run health care. Now, along with Conway, Bannon also has close ties to Mercer. Politico reported Mercer is a top investor in Breitbart. Where Bannon is the head, he is a Navy veteran and former Goldman Sachs banker. He has zero political experience. And by the way, don't you love that Donald Trump is trying to appease the is trying to be appeal to the Bernie Sanders crowd, and he hires a former Goldman Sachs banker. Maybe the Navy veteran will appeal to the vets, but a former Goldman Sachs banker? That's not going to appeal to the Bernie supporters who don't want Hillary, and that is not, and most of them do, fortunately. And that is not going to appeal to people who are undecided, and that is not going to appeal to the working class. Like I said, Bannon has no, zero political experience to speak of. His news outlet has been one of the biggest cheerleaders of Trump throughout the entire campaign. It led to some uncomfortable moments for the Breitbart news outlet. This spring, if you remember, Corey Lewandowski roughly yanked Michelle Fields, who was working for Breitbart at the time, away from Trump at a campaign rally as she tried to ask Trump a question. Breitbart went out of its way to bolster the Trump campaign's version of events, even at the expense of their own staffer. In other words, they threw Michelle Fields under the bus in favor of Donald Trump. Fields ended up resigning. She now works at the Huffington Post. I know, Michelle. She's a Fox News contributor. I see her in the green room. She seems like a nice person. The website, which Bannon has been closely involved with since it launched in 2007, also has been at the center of conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton's health, which there's been no evidence of. Stories about Bill Clinton's alleged treatment of women, which there have been accusations, no charges, and again, not a lot of proof. Just a lot of blogging, especially by the Breitbart folks. So in this hour, I want to get your take. I know that there are some of you out there who say, Leslie, I don't care about Donald Trump. I'm a Democrat, but you should care about Donald Trump because the fact that this buffoon is the candidate, the nominee for the Republicans, and even though Hillary Clinton has double-digit leads in some places, she doesn't have a double-digit lead everywhere and even though we're over 80 days, just about 80 days away from the election, that in a sense can be a lifetime. And even though a poll may show a good number today, it is a snapshot in a moment in time and can change tomorrow. So it's important to know what your enemy, if you will, is up to. It's also important if that person's not your enemy and you're undecided to be aware of what's going on. And what is going on? In my opinion, when you have so many shakeups, you're desperate. You know you're losing, despite the fact you keep saying you're going to win. So let me ask you a few questions. One, does this move show the disorganization and disarray of the Trump campaign? 8886, Leslie. 888-653-7543. And do you think it had anything to do with Paul Manafort's ties to Russia? Look at the timing of it. 8886, Leslie. 888-653-7543. And does this show and maybe even just a little, that Trump is getting desperate. Does this show Trump's desperation? The third campaign manager, the third shakeup in the Trump campaign. That's what I think. Eight 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 six leslie what do you think? Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 653 7543 Now, will these changes keep the Donald on script, on teleprompter, or pull him away from it? We hear that Bannon's going to let him, in a sense, go rogue and do what he always does. Will it keep Donald John script or pull him further away? 8886 Leslie, 888 7543 Now, if Bannon just lets him go, because that's how we got the, nom- the nominee, but those with Republicans, the general election very different, will this result in him being more in line with the Republican Party or less? Will this result in him being more in line with the political party or less? 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Now, despite Republican leadership, Asking their candidate to do so, yesterday, Trump said in an interview, quote, I don't want to pivot. I don't want to change. I am who I am. Who does this mean? What does this mean, excuse me, for the remainder of his campaign? Will we hear more costly gaps coming out of that man's mouth? 8886 Leslie, 888 7543 Now, Breitbart.com has been at the center of conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton, about her health, as well as Bill Clinton, his alleged treatment of women. Will Steve Bannon and Trump's teaming up only exacerbate these claims no matter how outlandish? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And if so, will this help Trump or damage his credibility as a candidate further? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, today... The Associated Press reported that Paul Manafort helped a pro-Russian governing party in Ukraine route funds to D.C. lobbying firms that actually can result in charges a felony charge. Additionally, new report by the Times of London, like I mentioned, suggested that Manafort may have played a role in Russia's annexation of Crimea. And this all comes at a time when Trump has faced criticism for those friendly overtures to Russia and specifically to Putin. How is Manafort even still a staffer and on the Trump payroll after this news, America? Eight 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 six Leslie, Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543. And does this further concern you regarding Trump and his campaign's ties to Russia and Putin? 8886 Leslie. And one more. If you are undecided, are you uncomfortable with the information you're hearing about Manafort and a third shakeup and the poll numbers dropping? And the rhetoric seemingly to continue. 8886 Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. I lied one more. If you are a Trump supporter, and I know you listen to me, many of you, if you are a Trump supporter, what will it take for you to see that this guy is not does not have the best interest of the American people of you? In his sight. On his agenda. Does it bother you? That somebody he hired to run his entire campaign could be directly or indirectly linked to the annexation of Crimea by Russia. Could be in bed with the Russians. And if he is, I don't think Trump's that far behind. His slippers are there. 8886-LESLIE, 653 7543 Pick up the phone and join me. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We'll share your tweets more after this. And we are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. We got our little uh, snafu there fixed. I think Donald Trump was trying to silence us. What do you think? Uh, Let's go back to the calls. Michael Lebron still holding on line one. Hey, Michael, can you hear me now? Good afternoon.
3: You know, I started to think it was a right wing conspiracy there.
1: Of course. Of course. Uh, What's up, up, Michael? What's your your take on this?
3: You know, you said that um, Donald Trump's campaign is organized. I go beyond that. I say he's even more dishonest because he may have. Um, new people there but it's still the same old crap and it's still the same old donald and one thing i find i took great exception to is the speech that he gave and he says that he can be more um receptive to people of color to black and had the oh, and by the way and i have
1: to jump in michael and said it to a largely white audience that remained silent in a white suburb of milwaukee
3: Amazing, amazing. What's even more amazing is if I can call his partner of crime, uh, former mayor Rudy, former New York City mayor Rudy Giuliani, uh, one of what he would say to Trump, um, supposedly embracing um, blacks, but yet Mr. Trump has the same rhetoric. I I'm sorry. I
1: told you there's something um, with Michael. Yeah, Michael, put him on hold. That's what I said before. Okay. I can't hear him. Uh, so uh, his phone's going in and out. It sounds like he's on a cell. Michael, we'll get back to you once we get back uh, to that clear line on your end. Let's go to Dean in Buffalo, line three. Uh, Dean, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hey. Hello. Can you hear uh, Yes, I can. Um, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can.
4: The first couple of days after the vacation are always the roughest. I'm sorry? um, You know, when I saw that Trump hired um, a woman as his campaign manager, and it turns out that she was a Christian, I saw it as nothing more than a desperate guy trying to reach more of a a larger uh, demographic. Because he's probably trying to say, uh, the women, I... I get along with women, women love me, and he's trying to play up his whole supposed um, evangelical uh, Christian angle.
1: Well, a- again, you know, I don't, I don't know how anybody trusts Trump, but, you know, numbers show that, you know, thousands of people in this country do, and thousands of people voted for him to become their nominee, and unfortunately, thousands will vote for him. Hundreds of thousands Uh, will vote for him, it looks like, in November, despite Hillary Clinton's um, widening gap ahead of him in the polls state by state, especially in battleground states and on a national level. At the end of the day, he still appeals to some individuals, to perhaps half or more than half of the Republican Party, depending on who's being polled. I
4: think he's just trying to become more appealable to the women, and of a Christian base.
1: I don't know how he appeals to a Christian base. I really don't. I, I just don't. Because I'm a former Christian, and my understanding of Christianity is someone who is a follower of Christ, who desires to be Christ-like, and you know, committing adultery is not following Christ, which he did. And Hillary is not. Her husband did. She did not. Um, But at at the end of the day, I just don't see Christian values uh, in Donald Trump's life, his business practices, or the rhetoric that comes out of his mouth. He is just not Christ-like. So I don't know how he appeals to Christians, uh, but he does. And what I think is very sad is there's a very large segment of the Christian population um, that, I don't know if you want to say they're Islamophobic, but, you know, that they hate Muslims. And that's quite frankly very contrary, not only to their Savior and Lord, who they profess to be followers of and seek to be like, to be Christ-like and to be Christians, um, but it, it, it's it, it's completely against the teachings um, of uh, of Christ, if they read the Bible, that they claim, you know, to be their foundation.
4: I totally agree with you, but as you know, the evangelical um, segment of Christianity are, are all on his um, side. I have no idea how.
1: Well, you know, remember evangelicals in the last presidential election um, when you know Mitt Romney was uh, the candidate for the Republicans, the nominee, he is a Mormon, and evangelicals said we will not vote for him. He's a Mormon, he's not a Christian, and at the end of the day, Almost every single one of them lined up and cast their vote for Mitt Romney that November. So I'm not surprised uh, that evangelical Christians are rallying around Trump. He pretty much says almost anything somebody on the right wants to hear. I just don't understand the, you know, I, I mean, is the intelligence level that low that they, they, they don't understand him? Is the common sense that non existent that they believe every lie he puts forth? All you have to do is go to Google.com and, and type in, did Donald Trump support the Iraq War? Did Donald Trump support the, uh, you know, pull out of troops from Iraq, the pulling out of troops from Iraq? Um, Did Donald Trump say this? Did Donald Trump do that? And the overwhelming majority of what he says, and not by me and even just Google, by factcheck.org, by by PolitiFact and other fact-checking organizations, shows that almost 100 percent, over 90 percent of what this guy says are lies. Yet, I guess that either people hate Hillary so much they'd rather have a liar – Um, And it's funny, they call her crooked, they call her a liar, but quite frankly, um, statistically, he's far more crooked and far more a liar than Hillary not only is accused of being, but actually ever has been.
4: You're right. It comes down to hating Muslims and being um, chauvinistic, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, well, uh, also, unfortunately, there is a segment of the Christian evangelical population that make America great again is also make America white again. And that's just not going to happen. That's not a reality with the literal demographics, physical demographics of this nation and the changing face, literally, of this nation. Dean, thank you for the call. Uh, Let's go back to Michael in the Bronx. Michael's uh, with us uh, still. Michael, thank you for holding. Uh, The phone line's cleared up. Welcome back.
3: My humble apologies for that.
1: Oh, phone lines happen. Look, we had a little snafu with the uh, microphone a little bit ago. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, continue. All right.
3: Well, first off, let me declare that this is one question that is not on the side of Donald Trump. I just want to make that clear and and clear up any confusion to the previous caller and give him some. Um, Leeway of comfort there, but I was also one to be of assistance to you, um, Leslie, when you started um, reasons for us progressives to really pay attention and somewhat care about Donald Trump. And the thing is, is that um, I remember. When he was giving the speech um, yesterday and/or today, and he claims that he can bring in more African Americans. Well, you are. Now, Michael, you
1: mentioned before, and I've met you in person, you are an African American. Well, yep. um, he. he you know, Hillary Clinton has over 80% of the African-American vote. There's, there is a handful of African-Americans right now that say they want to vote uh, for Trump. I don't know. Somebody had some really crazy polls saying he was he was just kicking her butt with African-Americans. I found no other poll that shows that. Um, but, Michael, as an African-American, how do you feel about the, not what Trump says and the way he tries to go about gaining the favor of African-Americans despite all he has said – When there are shootings that come up where African-Americans are victims or are perpetrators.
3: I find it really reprehensible that of what's not only what he says, but what he has done. He has incited violence and targeted African Americans and other minorities. And then the fact of being that his supporting circuits, and I did mention his name, Rudy Giuliani, who has a record of shunning and abusing people of color, and then you're going to bring out. And then, not you, Leslie, but he's going to bring out uh, representatives from um, Breitbart and Company, who also has a record of shunning and um, degrading and pretty much violating the rights of African Americans. I mean, what the hell does this guy think he's trying to pull? Like, we're stupid and we were born yesterday? That's why I love calling shows up like yours, because once I see something or hear something wrong, you know I'm going to be quick to speak up
1: on it. Um, I want to share with you, speaking of polls, Trump said in February that 25% of blacks support him, um, he said in a recent poll, in a hypothetical race against Hillary Clinton, that was not true, according to FactCheck.org. As a matter of Thank fact, God. as a matter of fact, on August fourth, there was a poll that showed nine in ten African Americans back Hillary Clinton. Four days ago, two percent of African Americans would vote for Trump. And are you ready for this? one day ago only one percent of African Americans support Trump so in other words in 24 looking the MSNBC poll showed two percent of African Americans would vote for Trump are you ready for this only one percent of African Americans support Trump and that's according to Fox News poll three days ago
3: well I could possibly name two. Uh, black Americans that would support Trump. and That's probably Ben Carson and Armstrong Williams. But nonetheless, the numbers are decreasing. And what I think what we're seeing here, Leslie, is more and more people are waking up to the truth about Donald Trump and how he is dangerous, he is unreliable, he is dishonest. And the thing is, is that, in my eyes, he's a doggone criminal. I'm sorry to say, but he's a criminal, and I cannot, cannot and will not support somebody like that going into the White House and the nerve of calling um, Hillary Clinton crooked, and which none of these um, people can even Fight One thing that she has done wrong, why she's so crooked, no, only okay. repeating the stuff from um, Trump and all that stuff. I, all right, Michael,
1: I'm out of time here, but thank you for the call. I want to play very quickly. This was earlier today. Uh, Michael Cohen, the Trump Organization Executive Vice President and Special Counsel to Donald J. Trump. Here's a little bit of reality or denying reality on CNN. All right. Well, let me ask you about this. So you say you say it's not a shakeup. But you guys are down, and it makes Says sense who? that there would Says polls, who? Most of them. All of them? Says who? Polls. I just told you I answered your question. Okay. Which polls? All of them.
0: Okay.
2: And your okay. question is?
0: Okay, so my question is, I don't think it is really surprising when facing a challenge and trying to make a turnaround that there would be some,
1: let's, a, let's at least say some adjustments, okay? So I guess what my real question is here that I did not get to get to is what is the point of this? If you're calling it an expansion of, of winners, as you put it, working on the campaign, what is it about? What to what to To what end? Okay. Who? What poll? What polls? Who said? Who said? By the way, what polls, Quinnipiac, Pew, Pew, Gallup, NBC, ABC, CNN, CBS, MSNBC, Fox, Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, should I go on? What, what, what once have I missed? Marky Mark, What real clear politics average of the polls. What what have I missed?
0: Monmouth, University, NBC News, LA Times, USC. USA uh, Today. PPP, uh, Ipsos, Reuters.
1: ABCDEFG. ABC I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a great afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you to Mark and Andrew who helped us with all the technical stuff today. Sorry things happen. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you for listening. Hope you'll be joining us tomorrow on Thursday right here on the only true democracy in talk radio.